Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in church? I said, are you excited to be in church? Oh, you don't look like people who are excited. Are you? Are you excited? Or I should order some donkey donuts for you after church. Keisha says no. So, amen. You must always be excited when you are in the house of God. Amen. And this week is when we are going to have our convention. It's a good place to put your hands together for Jesus. So we're going to be here Friday 6.30 to 9.30. Saturday 6.30 to 9.30 with our lay president. Hallelujah. And Sunday he's going to be here with us to have an impartation service with us. It's a good place to put your hands together for Jesus. So Sunday bring your best dress out of your wardrobe. Amen. I know you have some good dresses. Hallelujah. Bring the best shoes. <laughs> Amen. And make sure you are here on time. Make sure 11.30 you are here. Because my supervisor is coming. So, <laughs> everything has to be done in order. Are you here with me? Are you going to make me look good in front of my supervisor? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So I believe that we're going to have a wonderful time. COVID and we have not had a convention for a long time. Invite somebody and you yourself come. Tell this week, tell your, work, your boss that you are going to have emergency. If you have to work uh, Friday, even if you, you work at third shift, come, come and then just leave and go. I believe that we'll be blessed. Sometimes we need to sacrifice a little bit for God. Hallelujah. Turn your Bible with me to Psalm 23. Psalm chapter number 23. Psalm chapter number 23. And on the 23rd of December, we're going to have our Karos night service. Amen. That one is also a joint carol service with our brothers and sisters from New Haven. Amen. All of us, let us read Psalm 23. We are starting from verse 1. Okay, let's go. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leaded me beside still waters. He restored my soul. He leaded me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercies shall follow me 
all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Give a clap offering. Amen. He said that surely goodness and mercies will follow me all the days of my life. There are some people that they come into money and by the time that they are 60, 70, all the money has gone. It's finished. Amen. The money has disappeared. You know, one of my juniors in school that came into a lot of money. He was working for the mining company. He was a geologist. But when he came into my, I remember his father didn't take care of him. So his uncle took him over and took care of him. And when he came into money, instead of honoring the uncle, he stopped talking to the uncle. Then, I remember one day I was here. He called me. Said that he's going to send me a lot of money to buy him American Jeep. Jeep you know, Jeep. Jeep Wrangler. You know that guy is a little expensive. He called me. He talked plenty. He said, hey, is it you? I mean, now I'm a professional this. I do this, I do this. I say, okay. Then, unfortunately, they had to do a redundancy. And they laid him off. You know? It's a, sad, it's a very sad story that I'm saying. And he took all his money to China. Do business. And then the container never came. Then he began to be in want. Nobody will give him a job. Amen. So my brother reached out. Said, hey, your friend is in their need. And when they sent his picture to me, I cried. It's like somebody who's 70 years old. Poverty. So I understood when the Bible said that the destruction of the poor is their poverty. Poverty destroys. So I started sending him money here and there, here and there, here and there. Send him clothes here and there. My brother will help you. I mean, but for how long can you even help somebody? So I called another friend who is a mining engineer. That hey, this our friend is in the, we found him a job. He went to do small. That one too, he was laid off because his mouth. Yeah, it's a very sad story that after now, right now he's not working. This Christmas I have to send him something. Do you understand? Somebody. He went to drive somebody's taxi, take somebody's case to church. That one to his mouth. They took the car away. So when the Bible says that 
surely goodness and mercies will follow me all the days of my life. You must understand it. Because there are people that they come into so many things, but because of the lack of the fear of God, it just goes away. And you see that they come into want. And when they are old, you see that they become the saddest people. Sometimes they wish to die, but death does not come. But when the Lord is your shepherd, when you can sing shepherd of my soul, I give you full control. Wherever you may lead, I will go. Be it in the quiet pasture, on valleys, dark and deep, the shepherd of my soul will be my guide. He is a good, good shepherd. There's a song like that. How does it go? He's a good Yeah. He will never let you go or what? He is ever leading me back home. God is our shepherd. So we started talking about the fact that God is our shepherd. I shall not want. And we began to look at certain principles. And we said that the, the principle of I shall not want. The first principle was that the God almighty is a provider. Hallelujah. He's a good father. He said that if you've been evil, know how to give good gift to your children. How much more your heavenly father? In Timothy, he said that if a man does not provide for his household, he's a foolish man. He's an unbeliever. Worse than an unbeliever. So fathers, provide for your household. Mothers, provide for your household. Amen. Take care of the children. Be good to them. Amen. When they need to be corrected, correct them. Correction is also a form of provision. Amen. Yeah. Are you here with me? And then, we also said that you must see, you must be able to see what God has provided for you. Sometimes God has given you a provision, but your eyes are blinded. The Bible said that the prince of this world have darkened the eyes of many so that they cannot receive the gospel. Amen? So you must be able to see what God has laid at your feet, the blessings around you, and quit complaining. Yes, there is inflation, but God has made a way for you. Unless you are lazy in this country. Amen. Unless you are a lazy person. But even now, minimum wage in Connecticut is how much? Fifteen dollars? Yeah. We used to work for seven seventy nine. Donkey Donuts. When I started working at Donkey Donuts, they were giving me eight fifteen. 
I was taking more because I was opening the store. Hallelujah. Yeah, they were paying. I've worked in Dunkin' Donuts before. I'm an expert in making bagels. You have no idea. What have you been through? Survive. Yeah, today they tell you, go and work in Dunkin' Donuts. I don't want, hey! And you must able to understand how God also provides. When God created Adam and Eve, he told them, I've given you the herb and the trees as meat for you. They were vegans. In Noah's time, he told them that I've added the cattle and the birds of the air. God made provisions for the people. He did not leave them like that. Are you here with me? And then we also said that you must develop and use God's provisions for your life. What is in your hands? What is the gift that God has given to you? What do you have? Is it education? Is it a skill? Develop it. Develop it. I mean, somebody can just watch YouTube and learn how to do hair and then do one hair for $130 or $120. And you can just watch YouTube just to laugh. There are two, two people. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody has received something. We have all received a measure of grace. There is a measure of grace that all of us has received. And we must be able to use what God has given to us. Amen. 20 ways by which God has provided for us. 20 ways. If, if you don't know that God has provided for us and you are thinking that all your problem is because Biden became the president, your 401k has lost 20%. Is there anybody who can identify with me? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Or oh, you don't know what 401k is. Okay. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 29 to 30. But, Genesis chapter 1. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. Those of you that don't like veggies. You don't like salad. God has made, provided a provision to take care of your cholesterol. But he said, I love my meat. Me love me some meat. Me love me some oxtail. Me love me some pork. Ascabi fish, man. Hey! Goat meat with skin. 
Me love me some tilapia. Amen. But God says that the fruit, the seeds, they shall be your meat. Instead of cutting chicken and this thing, cut grapes on it. That's your meat. It's a provision for good health. Amen. Are you here with me? So, up to verse, okay, go to verse 30. Verse 30, please. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. Genesis chapter 9, verse 1 and 3 to 3. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Verse 2. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every fowl of the air and upon all that moveth upon the earth and upon the fishes of the sea. And yea, and your hand, into your hand they are delivered. Amen. Verse 3. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you. And even as the green herb that I have given to you all things. Hey, God was very particular about the greens. I don't know. Don't you see it in scripture? Yeah. God was very particular about the greens. Amen. God wanted us that's why those days they lived young ago. Greece, they were just so today. Know that number one provision that God has given you the herbs and the trees for your well-being is a provision. Instead of taking uh, what are the medicines? Lipitor and what? Ambient CR. Which ones? Blood pressure medication, cholesterol medication, and all these medications. Change your diet. Tell your neighbor, said that, eat some greens, eat some greens, eat some greens, eat some greens. The days of kome, the days of rice and beans, jollof rice. Hey, yesterday my daughter made jollof. It was so nice. As I was eating, so I said, hey, you have read the scripture. Well, I should get some greens. Are you here with me? So God has given us the trees, the animals, the herbs, the plants for our well-being. Don't take those things for granted. Eat well. It's a good provision. Eat well. All of us, we are changing. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Sometimes, even when you look at third world countries that are poor, you look at the kind of exotic animals, the forests, 
and the beaches that God has given to them is God's provision for these countries. I looked on, I think Facebook, maybe you, any of you might have saw, seen it. They showed Dubai in the 1970s or 80s and they showed it in current. It was total desert. Everything was brown. You see, one of the things that bring income to a nation is tourism. I hear Jamaica has nice beaches. I've not been there, but I'll be there. Amen. So, if these countries can even develop their tourism and the animals that God creates nice, you know, like parks and tours, people go and they pay money. They will not depend on this country, other countries for them to take advantage of them. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Why do you think they give us loans? Because they don't want you to migrate to come here. So they will give you loans. And then when they give you loans, it also solves the problem on unemployment for them. Because they will send their people to come and execute it. Make you produce more. Do, do, do you understand me? So if these countries can see the natural resources that God has given to them. And all these Caribbean countries, look at their beaches. My wife went to cruise and if you see, 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 see the beach. Eh? Oh, beautiful. Blue, blue. I mean, that is lie in waste. A country that I know. You better be careful when you are walking around the beach. A country that starts with the alphabet G. You can easily step in something that you don't want to. Whilst you are swimming, it is also swimming. Hey, have you been to that country before? Wow. So we see that all these nice things get wasted. We allow Chinese and these people to come to destroy our natural water bodies. They destroy all of them. Look at those of you from Ghana. Look at the water bodies. How the Chinese mining, they have spoiled all our water bodies. Evil leaders. Evil people. Do you have Chinese people in, uh, in Jamaica? How are they? Are they nice Yeah. But anytime they come to a place, they want to take over the place. So a lot of these poor countries, God has given them all these natural resources as a way of provision. But they have refused to learn how to manage it. But they are always reaching out. Donors, 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 donors. Amen. The trees and the animals is a good provision. It even keeps the environment clean. They cut down every tree. They cut down everything. God has given us the trees and the animals as a provision. 
Amen. Let's go to Acts chapter 4. Verse number 30 to 34. Acts chapter 4. He said that by stretching forth the, thy hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. And when they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spake with the word of God with boldness. Verse 32. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. Yeah, in those days. When they believed, when they became Christians. That they made sure that everybody's well-being is at heart. That is the power of the church. So God, in God's provision to make sure that we are taken care of, we are each other's keeper, we are each other's bodies, God gives us the church. This church has been a blessing to me. I said this church has been a blessing to me. I'm telling you. Many of the people that have impacted my life, I met them in this church. Are you here with me? So, in God's provision, he has also provided for you the church. A place of refuge. A place that you can find comfort and you can find peace. is in the church. Go to, yeah, verse 33. The same scripture, 33. We are going... And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And great grace was given to them all. Verse 34. Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as they were possessed of land or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. This is Christianity. Now, church has become like a competition. People come to church, they don't care about each other. You don't care whether your brother has a job. You don't care whether this person is still in school. You don't care how is this person doing. Christianity is to be able to care when the church is a place where we can all find comfort and help. Do you understand me? Yeah. The church becomes like a nation. A church is like a little nation. That is why we have churches all over the places. And the church is affecting lives. It's providing for people. It's taking care of people. I know about more than 20 people that our prophet has taken you. They, they do different classes. That, no, I want you to go to medical school. He's taking them to medical school. Paid for fees and everything. Fees are not being paid by the father. But the church is taking care of them. Do you understand me? So the church, in God's wisdom, God gives us the church. And through the church, you, you get connections. You build relationships. 
and the, through the relationships, you see that you receive help that under normal circumstances you will not even receive. Some of you have jobs because of somebody in this church. Yeah. When I came to America first, you know, before I knew that I was lighthouse here, I was going to a black American pastor church. And the man loved me so much. He took me to somebody to give me a job to do. Every day I earned $100. It's because of the church. You can't get people on the sense that I'm going to give you a job. When I had to come back, then I had nobody to give me an invitation. He gave me an invitation. His assistant pastor told him that don't trust this African guy. He's, I, I think he's suspicious. He said, no, I'm still going to help you. He gave me an invitation. I took it to the embassy and I got a visa and I came back. Non Ghanaian. When I was when I was marrying, he gave me his church to do my wedding. Yeah, those of you came for my wedding. Christmas didn't come for my wedding. <laughs> yeah. If I came to my wedding in New Britain, the church, that's the black American pastor I'm talking about. It's called Frank Body. I think he's a Ghanaian. Amen. Yeah. God's provision for us, God provide us with marriages. In Proverbs, I think chapter 18 or 22, he says that if a man finds a good wife, he finds if a man is a man, if a man finds a wife, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtain favor with the Lord. Do you, do you understand me? Yeah. I found my wife in the church. You found your wife. What branch was she that you found her? <laughs> yeah. So the church is like an organization. Many things happen. And you must want to marry somebody that is in the church. Because at least we know them. Don't go and bring any mystical person that we don't know. I'm telling you. It's not like we are saying that everybody should marry somebody in our church. That is our prayer. But if it doesn't happen and you bring somebody from outside, we have every right to, to examine and to make sure that whatever you are bringing is the correct thing. Because we care about you. And we love you and we want it to be well with you. That's why when you are in a relationship, don't hide it. It's not healthy for you. Sometimes church members think that pastors are against them being in a relationship. You should come and see the number of ladies that I'm looking for men for them. I'm telling you. One, one of them called me three days ago and said, Reverend, you are not praying enough. I'm telling you. And these are beautiful ladies. I mean, professional wives with a lot of money and everything. But the men are not coming. And if a man comes, why will I play with the man and drive the man away? We want the correct thing. And you get God's provision. God provide with you with, for, with good marriages. I'm 
these are all ways that God provides for you. Another way that God provides for you is by traveling to another country or another state. Traveling. Amen? Yeah. Some of us, if we were where we used to be, hey, the kind of car that you are driving now. Ha. My father never had a car. Nobody in my family had a car. Amen. It took traveling for me to be able to even drive a car. If I didn't travel to come to America, I will not be able to drive. I, I don't know how I was going to buy a car. No, wait for me a minute. I'm coming to where you are. You see, you must always know what is the will of God for your life. For Isaac, God told him to stay and build this and plant. When there was famine in the land, I'm going to bless you. But for some people, your blessing is in when you travel. Are you here with me? Let's read Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Amen? Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Ten more minutes, then I'll be closing. Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thine country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Continue. And I will make thee, can you enlarge it a little? And I will make thee of a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing unto many. That shall be a blessing. That shall be blessed. For some people, God wants you to travel. Some of you, you don't need to be in Connecticut. Probably you have to go to North Carolina for you to be able to walk in your blessing. Is the truth. Some of you, you have to stay with me. So you you have to know. You have to know. You see, Ruth. Ruth. Ruth married Naomi's what son, and then the son died. But Ruth did not stay with his with her own country. He traveled with a mother-in-law. And out of Ruth, out of Ruth, you see, Ruth was a Moabite. And the Moabites were a cursed people. And nothing good was going to come out of them. So for Ruth, out of Ruth, true Ruth that we, we, we had a David and Solomon. It's true Ruth. So if she had not traveled with a mother-in-law and stayed in a land that is cursed. Where would David be? Where would Jesus be? Do, do, do you understand me? Yeah. So out of roots, you know, um, she gave birth to Obed, 
we had Jesse, we had David, and we had Solomon. And then it comes uh, to Jesus Christ. So for some people, God wants you to move from where you are into another place. And that is where he's going to bless you. That is where he has made a provision for you. He told Abraham, away from your mother, away from your kindred, your family people, into a place. But you don't just have to move because everybody is saying that, oh, now Texas is nice, so I'm going to Texas. No. You have to listen to the voice of God and be convinced because you can move and it will also be a disaster awaiting for you there. So make sure that it's not, don't go with a group. Don't go with a group. It's like some of you, you, you go to school and you follow the group. That is foolishness. Don't follow the group. Follow your conviction, what God has told you. For some of us, we had to migrate to come to America to be blessed. Me being here, I've been a blessing. I've been a blessing to my family. I can help a lot of people back home. My brother, my elder brother, he didn't have to move. He stayed in Ghana and he's richer than me. I'm telling you, he has a lot of houses. Amen. I mean, he stopped. He has stopped work. He stopped work because of politics. The work that he was doing because of politics, he has to stop. For one and a half year, he has not worked. Yesterday, I was talking to him. It's like life is still going on. Life is still good. Don't work for two weeks and see. He didn't move. When all of us, me, my other brother in Italy, we traveled. I mean, traveling has been a blessing to me. But he did. He stayed. He stayed and life is well with him. Even when he comes here, he doesn't want to spend more than a week. He wants to go back home. The last time he was here, he was supposed to spend a week and a half. Something he said, No, I have to go. Then he just left. Amen. So for some people, you have to travel. And that is where God has made a provision for you. Sometimes you don't have to be tied to what you went to school for. You might have, you have been staying in this job that, you know, there's no promotion. You have reached your peak. But because you went to school as an engineer, you, it's like the engineer has filled your mind. But probably if you can tweak your profession a little bit, maybe get into IT or get into something, 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 something. Probably that is where you are going to excel. The school is good because when you go to school, you get knowledge get understand. It, it helps you be, to become a good man in that. It trains your brain and your mind. You have gone to school for nursing, but probably your blessing is not in nursing. Maybe God is showing you something else that you can do. Maybe you, you went for nursing, but God is saying that don't practice, just open a home health aid agency and out of that, that is how I'm going to bless you. Own your own company. Know it. You have to know. You have to know. You have to know. 
Another way God provides for us is staying in your country. Genesis chapter 26, verse 1. Genesis chapter 26, verse 1. There was another famine in the land in addition to the one that had occurred in Abraham's time. And Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of the Philistine, at Gerah. And the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land that I tell you about. In those days, Egypt is the, was the current America. Everybody was going to Egypt. Like everybody has come here. Amen. Egypt was the America of those days. Everybody was going to Egypt. But for, for Isaac, God said, no, no, no. Even though there's a famine, even though this Democrats have taken over and everything, the financial market is not good, all your stocks have depleted, all your, you know, your, what do you call it? 401k investment, IRA, and all these things. All your options. Fred, <laughs> all your options have depleted. I said, no, stay. I'm, I'm going to bless you. Continue. So journey into the land and I will be with thee and I will bless thee for unto thee and unto thy seed. I will give thee all the countries and I will perform an oath which I swore unto thy father Abraham. Hallelujah. Go to verse 12. Verse 12. Go to verse 10 and verse, verse 10 to 12. Let's close quickly. And Abimelech said, What is this thou that has done unto us? One of the people might likely have leaned with thy wife, and thou should have brought, okay, we know this story, verse 11. And Abimelech charged all his people, saying, He that toucheth this man or his wife shall be surely be put to death. Verse 12. Then Isaac sold in that land and received in the same year an hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. God told him, don't move. Stay. Stay in Connecticut. Don't go to North Carolina. Don't go to South Carolina. Don't go to Texas. Don't go to Louisiana. Don't go back home to Ghana. I will bless you in this land. So don't do things because everybody is doing it. You are an individual, not a group. Say, I am an individual. I'm not a group. God has a special plan for my life. Sometimes you have to stay. Sometimes you have to move. I remember when Lady Pastor Lily was sick. And I got a job. You remember, Mr. Manuel? I got a very nice job in Ghana. Very nice, lucrative job. Good money. They will give me a car. They will give me a cook. They will give me a garden boy. When I want to come on vacation, they will pay for me to come on vacation once every year. 
My children's school fees will be paid up to $3,000 a year in those days. Then back and forth. Then this woman was sick. Then I told her about it. She said, no, George, don't go. This woman can call me 20 times a day. Have you declined the offer? Have you declined the offer? Have you declined? Oh, don't go. Reverend is going to need you. Don't go. Reverend is going to need you. Don't go. Reverend is going to need you. And that time I was having a beast with my wife. One or two things to me now I was calculating a way of escape. That if I go and this woman continues, she's not here. Don't. This woman continued these things. Ah, I'm in my home. Why, why are you coming to collect me child support? Please. So I did my mathematics. Calculation. I said I'm going. Because you are taking the kids to Ghana. Because you have to take them. We couldn't afford daycare. So we have to take them so that they would take care of them so that she can go to school. And we were having a beast which was trying to destroy the marriage. And this opportunity came. So I did my calculation. I said, I'm going. A way of escape has come. The Lord has provided. And this woman told me not to go. Mr. Manuel has to help me to write a decline letter to the, to the job. It pained me. Two weeks, the woman died. And after we buried her, I lost my job. The thoughts, the thoughts, the thoughts. Hey, was it a good decision? Ah. was a lot of money. In fact, I was very sad. I said, ah, why? But I should stay. But I don't regret. I don't regret for staying. I said, I don't regret for staying. For staying. Probably if I had gone, I might have probably lost my marriage. I'm telling you truth. I can lie to you. I don't know what would have happened to my kids. I don't know what would have happened to my life. I don't know what would have happened to David and Eunice. At that time, I didn't even know that I'll be, I'll be bringing them home to take care of them along the line. I didn't know any of these things. But she told me to stay. You, you have gotten some small boy. We are telling that this boy is not a good boy to you for you or this girl is not the right girl for you you are annoying you don't talk to us me thousands of dollars they told me not to go and collect it after that I lost my job but I listened I'm telling you for some time God would tell you stay and as you are staying it looks like you are losing it looks like you are the weakest lane it looks like you know you don't think. But through that, you are going to plant in the same season and you are going to reap a thousandfold. 
God has many ways of providing for us. Open your eyes and ask God for his help. Whether God, I should stay or I should move to another country. Rise to your feet. Amen. Yeah. Just pray. He's a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. Shepherd of my soul. Give him full control over your life. Whatever, wherever you may lead, I will go. Have mercy upon us, Lord. We know you have made provisions for us. You have given us what we need. We pray for grace to develop the resources, everything that you have given to us. Help me and help your church. Help me and help my children, Lord. Help me and help my family, Lord. Help me and help my household, Lord. Help me and help everyone that is connected with me, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you thanks. We give you glory. Maybe you are here this afternoon. You are not born again. You don't know the Lord as your personal savior. When you die, you don't know whether you are going to heaven or you are going to hell. Souls are parting into eternity as we live every day. How many of these people will die in Christ? You want to make it right with the Lord with every eye closed, no movement. This is the most important part of the service. Lift up your hand in, in the sky and I'm going to pray with you. You don't know the Lord as your personal savior. Lift up your hand. If you have lifted up your hands, I want you to say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. I confess my sins. Forgive me all my sins. All my stubbornness. I am sorry, Lord. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Be the Lord over my life. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you that I'm born again. I believe in you. I believe that you died for my sins. Thank you, Jesus. Give a clap of friend unto the Lord.